Welcome to Women of Substance. Today on the podcast, I have a wonderful friend, and um, she actually was working for me at one point in the ministry, doing our music and a worship leader, and her name is Nicole Phillips, and uh, she is the founder, now she's 29 years old right now, but she is the founder and executive director of Lavished Ministry Incorporated, and this organization works with women in commercial sex industry and survivors of sex trafficking. And um, she has, up till now, uh, reached 14,000 points of contact in the adult entertainment industry for women, 14,000 women. Um, Nicole is just a remarkable young lady, and uh, you're going to love hearing her interview. She has a bachelor's bachelor's degree in biblical studies. Uh, She is a substance abuse counselor as well as an ordained minister through the Assemblies of God. And um, she also serves on the executive committee of the Florida Circuit 14th Human Trafficking Task Force under the Florida Attorney General. And of course, she is in Bay County in Panama City, Florida, my hometown, and just a beautiful Christian, loves the Lord, and has developed such a team to reach out to not only the the strip clubs in our local city in Panama City, but also help law enforcement and just be a blessing, blessing really to so many women and to their children. Um, this month, December, uh, there has been a donor of hers that said, if you can raise up to $15,000, we will match it. So I want to encourage you as you hear this interview, listen to the Lord about what maybe you could donate to um, Lavish Ministries and help them reach these women. And, of course, so many children, unfortunately, are involved in this as well. Um, but, uh, again, it's just the, this month of December. So listen to the Lord and be a blessing to her if you can if you can do that. You'll be inspired by this. So listen to every word of it. God bless you. Welcome to Women of Substance. I'm Dr. Scarlett Horton, and I'm so glad that you are listening today. And this is my dear friend, Nicole Phillips. Hi. (laughs) All the way from Panama City, Florida. That's right. (laughs) And uh, so glad that you joined us today, Nicole. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. It's a pleasure. Um, Nicole worked at our church um, several years ago as our worship leader. And just was always, you're just so effervescent, always just joyful. And, uh, I just so enjoyed getting to know her at that, those times and the set services that you came and served and just really blessed our church so much. And, um, can I tell the story about when you asked me to go to the club? With you? Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> so lavish, of course, her ministry reaches out. Um, and I'll let you tell a lot about lavish. Um, but she had started a ministry that, uh, reached out to strippers and also, um, of course, helping, um, alleviate the sex trafficking, um, horribleness. And, um, but anyway, uh, so when Nicole was at our church, um, she called me one day and she said, Pastor Scarlett, would you like to go with me to the strip club tonight? <laughs> and I said, 
sure. You know, <laughs> she's and you are so for it. You're like, I can do this. Let's do it. <laughs> I said, I'll go. And then, then she said, I'm going to pick you up about 10 p.m. And I thought, 10 p.m. <laughs> So that's usually why I'm already asleep by then. <laughs> so I said, okay, you know, and she said, um, now what, what she, one of the things she does is love, um, the working girls and help them with whatever they need resources and just show the love of God, right? Yeah. To them. And so that night she was going to actually bring fans. I think their air conditioning had broken. Their air conditioning had, had broke and we said we would buy some box fans for the dressing room. Yes. In a microwave. In a microwave, which they yeah. still have. They still oh. have both of these items in, in that dressing room. Yeah. So um, so we go. Nicole picks me up. I've been drinking coffee since about 8.30. And so she picks me up, and we go out to the club. And this is on Panama City Beach. And the bouncer comes out and says, hey, Nicole. <laughs> and can I I'm help a regular. <laughs> Can I help y'all with anything? <laughs> and and you said, yeah, we've got a microwave fan. So he helped us get the things out of the right. car. And then we went in and the DJ, of course, the girls are, some of the girls are dancing and there's a kind of an audience. And the DJ said, it's the church lady. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And we walk straight back. We get escorted to the dressing room. And, yes. And the back, all the yeah. girls. Yeah. All the girls. And. Uh, you said, this is Pastor Scarlett. <laughs> and they were all so nice. And yeah. we prayed with them and yep. they were delighted to get the fans and the microwave. And, and there was so, there's so many stories, uh, there. You, uh, were a real blessing to the owner. I think you were, you prayed for him. And can you tell us a little bit? I can't remember all the details of that, but. Oh man, we, we, we've been granted so much favor, not just with the, the girls and the women we serve, but. Uh, if we're talking about the strip clubs with the, with the owners and with the management, the staff yeah. as well. Um, there's been multiple times where, um, one of the clubs we go to specifically, which was actually the one that you, you joined me in that one night, they will actually shut down the club for five or 10 minutes and the DJ will come over the speaker and say, for the next 10 minutes, there's going to be no alcohol sales. We need every dancer and staff member to the dressing room because uh, the lavish team is about to lay hands in prayer for each of you. Aww. So. They will actually shut down the club, not all, all the time, but several times they have done that. The owner will come out and say, we're taking a 10 minute pause so we can pray. And, um, so just the favor. And that's a common question I get asked all the time is, well, what, what do the owners and staff think? It's like, they're the ones encouraging it because they know that their girls are broken. They yeah. know that their girls need, need Jesus or they need yeah. something. And yeah. so we're coming in there with no strings attached, just saying, Hey, we're here to love you. And, right. um, through, through acts of kindness are able to present the gospel and the yeah. staff knows that their girls need, need Jesus. And so yeah. they, they open their doors and, and their, their hearts to us. And we're just privileged um, to be going on our seventh year of ministry. So that's so awesome. And the, oh, you just told me you're 29 years old. I am. Just turned 29. <laughs> Started this, this, yeah. And a uh, happy birthday. <laughs> and then, um, you're, uh, you started when you were just turned 21. I just turned 21. It was the Chris, it was the month after I turned 21. Christmas of 2014 is, is when we started. It was our very first outreach. It's so amazing. And you have, uh, I think at 17, you said you were watching, um, 
an interview on television. Tell us about that because that's kind of what started this in your heart, wasn't it? Absolutely. I was I was 17. I grew up in the church. Um, great, great family. Um, first ones in the church, last ones to leave. Like the children's church workers would have to bring me to my parents because they'd be at the altar praying with people. And I was the last kid left. Um, so grew up in the church. Father was a deacon. Parents were Sunday school teachers. And um, I always knew I, I wanted to do ministry um, in some element. But at this time, I was thinking maybe psychology. Maybe I would be a counselor or something on the lines of that. But um, when I was 17, it, it was one night I was watching TV, came across the 700 Club. And I turned up the volume because this woman, she had this long pink hair. And I turned up the volume because I thought her hair was cool. And I was like, who is this woman? What is she saying? And she was sharing her story, her testimony of how she was an escort who worked on the streets of Las Vegas. And she worked in the strip clubs there. And she detailed just the trauma and, and the things that she went through while she was in the sex industry and how really no one um, was reaching um, women like her. You know, no, she had no one to turn to during that time of, of turmoil, turmoil while she was in the industry. So um, one night she overdosed on drugs and, and cried out to God as she was going into cardiac arrest and just said, God, if you spare my life this one time, I'll, I'll serve you the rest of my life. And so I heard this story when I was 17. I just felt an immediate draw to it. I was like, I want to help women like her. And uh, a year later, I enrolled into Bible college and went to a ministry school in Atlanta and um, got my my bachelor's degree in biblical studies. And then um, a few months later was, was our first outreach. And I felt the release of the Holy spirit to, to start something here in my town, Panama city, Florida. And that's, that's how we started in 2014. Wonderful. Oh, what a story. And you're so brave at such young age. Well, you know, I, I've always been like all four out of the box ministry. Um, so this was just something so out of the box. And yeah. as soon as I, heard about it. I heard of other ministries doing similar things and mm-hmm. I ended up going to a training in New Jersey. Um, and I, I was able to be a lot of outreach teams there who were already doing this work. And yeah. I just was like, these are my people. Like, let's do it. <laughs> so, yeah. Christmas of 2014. We, we just walked in. Yeah. We walked into the clubs with some gifts, small gifts. You know, these were mm-hmm. dollar tree items, fuzzy socks and candy canes and a handwritten note. That's all it was. Nothing super extravagant, but I mean, you hand someone a $3 gift and they start crying and mm. they just tell you, they unload their life story and how they even got to the club to begin with or, or what their situation is. And, um, yeah. you know, we actually just did outreach last Friday for Christmas and we had many girls say, you know, this is the only gift I'm going to get, get for Christmas, you mm. know? And so, um, just those simple acts of kindness, um, yeah. that you would think, oh, this is not a big deal. It's such a big deal to a lot of the women that we reach. Yeah. And many of them have children, right? The majority of them have, have multiple children. Yeah. So that's another element. We believe that, you know, the resources we provide are not only impacting the women, but we, we are impacting generations because yes. I meet so many women who their grandmother was a stripper or a prostitute. Their mom was a stripper or a prostitute. Yeah. Uh, now, now they're in the industry and how, how likely will it be that their daughters, you know, will, will end up unless we break that cycle and that generational thing. So, yeah. um, we're, we're reaching women and we're helping them restore their lives and change their lives for the better. Yeah. And while you were working at my church, the, there was a Super Bowl in Houston and, um, you said, you know, I'm, I'm going to go to this and, and, uh, work there with some of the police force, I believe. Yep. And, uh, you came back with some 
really interesting facts and stories and experiences. And can you share a little bit about that too? Sure. So um, I believe it was 2016. I could, it could be wrong, but it was whenever the the Houston Super Bowl was. And um, I was able to go for the entire week. And part of what we did was we worked with another organization there, but we worked with a few organizations, but we worked with um, Homeland Security and the Houston Vice Department, and just some law enforcement personnel. And um, one thing we were able to do was essentially observe them as they would do sting operations to to um, get child predators. So they would put fake ads out on the Internet basically saying, hey, you know, we have a young girl underage. Um, I believe one of the ads said it's a, it was a virgin girl. Of course, this is a fake girl. But um, they would put these ads out, and then, you know, the entire week of the Super Bowl would respond to the ads mm-hmm. looking to solicit services and um, eventually, you know, saying solicit services from a minor, which is illegal. Yeah. And um, we had hundreds of men respond to the ads, hundreds. And we're talking about just in a few days. And um, actually, here in Panama City, there was just a sting. As of, as of this morning, they released that they arrested 28 men trying to solicit sex from from minors and thank God these were fake minors. These were undercover police, but um, man, it, the, the the depravity of of people looking to exploit juveniles, boys and girls. And so really that trip to Houston really opened my eyes to, to the sex trafficking piece of, of, you know, not just women over 18, but also children of these are American men are looking to exploit American children. And mm-hmm. a lot of people, when they think of human trafficking or child exploitation, they think it's a third world country thing. Uh, these are, these are people in third world countries, you know, bringing um, Eastern European women and children or, or Russian women and children, um, uh, people from Thailand, Tokyo, over here, overseas. That's not the case. What we're seeing is human trafficking and exploitation is becoming a domestic issue where it's mm-hmm. actually Americans who are exploiting other Americans. Wow. Unbelievable. Um, another thing you did when you were in Houston, you had bulletproof vest and rode actually with some of the officers. We were able to do some ride-alongs. Yeah, I've, I've done quite a few ride-alongs, and not every time do we get a bulletproof vest, but um, <laughs> it's not a bullet. It's heavy when you put one on. I bet it is. Uh, oh my goodness, you like had no idea how heavy it was. But um, but yeah, we've done many ride-alongs. I've done many ride-alongs. Um, my team has done ride-alongs and. That's actually probably one of my favorite things to do. And since COVID, it's been um, difficult. We haven't been able to do ride-alongs because at least the police here are very kind of, they're still um, kind of isolating their people, which I understand. So, uh, but yeah, ride-alongs are great and we're able to um, interact with the girls. I know a lot of women here in Panama City, we don't see a lot of women actually who walk the street because a lot of transactional stuff is done online now. So there's actually websites. Um where people can advertise um, sexual services and then obviously men can go and, and purchase and then you meet up with someone. Um, but when you go to bigger cities like Houston, like Atlanta, like Chicago, mm-hmm. there are tracks, there are, you know, streets that are known for prostitution where you do go out any time of the day or night and you will see people walking, you'll see women walking. Mm-hmm. Um, so when, when I have gone to larger cities like Houston, we were able to go out actually on the tracks, which is what they call on the streets, Right. And uh, interact with the girls who were walking. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know there's so many lives that you've touched and helped and, and, uh, it's really been a full seven years. I know, you know, just from your 
testimonies and, and uh, testimonials and things. Can you tell us um, maybe about someone that you felt like their life was totally changed and just something that stood out to you, someone? Yeah, uh, I can, I can, I can name so many stories, but one of my favorite stories um, was a woman who her parents were pastors. They still are pastors. And she was in the sex industry. Um, when she was young, she was sexually assaulted um, in mm. her own bed while her parents were at a church conference. Mm. And so she always felt like, you know, why would God allow this to happen to me? You know, my parents mm. were serving the Lord and my parents were at this church conference. And this is when I get sexually assaulted. And um, that led her to a life of, of gangs. She she was initiated into a gang, um, became a, a, a mule for a drug cartel where she would transport drugs for the cartel mm-hmm. and um, really just got involved with with scary stuff. Yeah. Um, she ended up finding herself here in Panama City where she was trafficked between Panama City and Pensacola for about eight months. Then she moved to a few different states. Eventually, she was able to escape her, her abuser. And... Um, she went to Chicago and I ended up speaking at her parents' church. Oh, so I go to Chicago, I speak at her parents' church and she, she grabs me after the service and basically says, I think I need to tell you my story. And this was when she was newly out of the industry, brand new, um, just reconciled back with her family. And she was living at home with her parents at this point again. So her and I began building a relationship. I began mentoring her and uh, kind of helping her identify kind of what she's been through because she, she talked about, you know, being initiated and being assaulted into the gang. And she talked about being sold for sex, but she never had a word to describe what she went through. Like it wasn't, it was sexual assault. But it was more than that because there was money involved and I never saw the money. And so I was able to kind of pe- put the pieces together and um, she was able to identify for the first time. Oh, I was actually trafficked. Mm-hmm. I was the victim of human trafficking. And she had the words to describe what actually happened to her. Mm-hmm. And, um, in 2018, after she had been through a few years of healing and restoration, I invited her to come and speak at an event we had called Project Intercept. And so she came and for 30 minutes, she shared her story on stage for the first time. And um, she was incredible. Definitely a preacher, like just like her her parents. Yeah. And, um, after she got off the stage, I remember I went up to her and said, I want you to work for me one day. And she was like, I would love to stay here and work for you. And oh, so for, for two years, we always had that in the back of our minds. Like one day we'll work for each other. Either you'll start a branch in Chicago with Lavish Ministries or somehow you'll end up here working for Lavish in Panama City. Well, June of 2020, she has a dream. And as she calls me, she's like, Nicole, I need to tell you this dream I just had. I'm like, okay. And as she says, I dreamed, I had a dream that by October 1st of 2020, I'm going to be in Panama City working for you and getting paid. And I laughed at her. I said, I said, you are crazy. I said, we don't have the money. I'm barely getting paid as it is. Like, like, and you're in Chicago. Like, why? Like, you're, no, you're crazy. She had a dog at this point. She was dating a guy. I was like, no way this is going to happen. Well, um, a few days later, I received an unexpected check in the mail. And the check was for $20,000. Praise God. And uh, I, Got in touch with this, this man who had never met, I had never met him before. And I said, Hey, what do you want me to do with this money? And he basically goes on to say that, um, he saw a post about us shared on Facebook and he felt led to give and he was able to give cons- a considerable amount. And he just said, you know, you and your board know what the needs are for your ministry. Use it however you want. No strings attached. And so I immediately contact the board and say, Hey, we need an emergency board meeting. I need help. And they said, um, unanimously, let's hire Kendra as, as a survivor advocate. So surely enough, October 1st of 2020 was her first day 
working in Panama City for Lavish Ministries, and she's been with me for now a year and two months uh, as our survivor advocate. So she case manages the girls. Yeah, and actually has an office in Callaway across town, right near where your church used to be. Oh, and um, mm. she has an office there. We call it the Survivor Center. And um, mm-hmm. girls come and meet one on one with her. And she also um, assists with leading the support groups for the women. Oh, that is wonderful, Nicole. Isn't it interesting? Well, the Bible says that, uh, you know, we have visions and dreams in the book of Acts. Yes. So um, uh, yeah. it's just remarkable when God is working and the Holy Spirit's working like that. And I'm, I'm so happy to have a team, our, our staff and our board and our volunteers who, who hear the voice of God. You know, they, they're sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit. And I don't think we could do everything that we do um, without having this team of kindred spirits, but also people who know the voice of God yeah. and, um, you know, are sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit, even if it's not the plan. You know, like we have the plan, right? Until God kind of says, oh, no, we're changing the plan. So uh, the fact that I have a team who is willing to go with the flow and yeah. uh, just follow where the Spirit's leading is is uh, really important. Yes, it is. Great. And um, speaking of led of the spirit, you are um, ordained through Assembly of God. I am. I'm an ordained minister through the Assemblies of God. And yes. uh, I, I was originally licensed for a few years with them because with them, they have three steps of ordination. And um, I was able to be ordained, I believe, two years ago this month with, with their fellowship. That's wonderful. So um, back in, I believe it was 2018, I was elected as the chair of our human trafficking task force. So Circuit 14 um, is six different counties, and Bay County, which is where I'm at, where we serve, is one of the six counties. And um, one thing about the state of Florida is our attorney general mandated that every circuit has to have a human trafficking task force, wow. um, which I'm excited about because that means our attorney general sees that this is a problem here in Florida. Yeah. And so... Um, I was elected as the chair. I, due to some health issues, I resigned from being the chair after about a year and a half. And now I serve as the faith-based chair. So I'm still on the executive committee, but I serve um, as the chair of the faith-based subcommittee. So we plan stuff with churches, you know, educating churches about human trafficking or sexual yeah. exploitation, um, and just tackling this issue from a, a the lens of a Christian perspective. Yeah. So um, I'm the, on the executive team. Actually, just this morning, we had we had an executive team board meeting and um, yeah so things are things are moving and shaking and people are really passionate about this work here in circuit 14 so i'm super excited to continue with them yes oh i'm excited for you um and then uh we wanted to put your um your website up on the screen and we'll do that and if people wanted to um Maybe they have a church and they they're you know thinking we need to know more about our community what's going on here then they could get in touch with you. Maybe you could help them and talk to them about it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, lavishministries.com. You can totally get in touch with us. Um, if you have any questions, there's a lot of information on our website. But um, one thing I will say is that we we work with women all over the country. We're constantly yeah. getting calls from other organizations or pastors or the women themselves who are like, hey, I came across your website and this is the situation. Uh, just happened this morning. So um, please, if if our ministry can be of any service to anyone watching, uh, please contact us. Yes. And then also, this is really exciting. You have someone that is partnering with you during the month of December and uh, wants to double any donations that are given to you. Is that right? That's correct. So um, we had a small group of partners who came together 
and they drew in $15,000. They said, Nicole, if you raise the second 15000 we will match it. So um, our goal is obviously to raise the remaining uh, amount to to match. And uh, right now we have raised 6000 since December 1st. Praise so we have, um, we have some ways to go, but I believe we're going to get there. We have 9000 to go. Yes. And, um, so, yeah, every donation this month in December 2021 will be doubled. So when you give five dollars, it becomes ten, and it costs us one to reach one woman. It costs us five dollars. So you know, if you if you donate ten dollars, you're actually reaching four women because the match, um, the people will match your donation. Sure. So we want to encourage you if you're listening today and you have a heart for this um, to donate any amount really, but um, pray about generous giving because um, Nicole is very very dedicated as you can hear and, and see um, to this work and um, willing to do anything and go anywhere. It's just, yeah. I mean, the grace of God is all over you for this. It's beautiful. Um, but, you know, some of us might not want to go at 10 o'clock to strip clubs and <laughs> or answer those 2 a.m. phone calls from <laughs> or the 2 a.m. phone calls. But she's willing to do this. And so we can help her by, um, by giving and by being generous and, and donating to her ministry. And uh, that the, the wonderful thing, if you do it before the end of December, is it will be matched. And that's just remarkable. And sometimes, you know, the end of the year, we need to give, you know, we, you know, for one reason or another, maybe even just tax don- donation, uh, you know, uh, exempt donation. So Think about it, pray about it, and um, again, I guess on lavishministry.com, they can find a way to donate. Yep, there is a button on the top right on the homepage. Just click donate, and it'll lead you straight to the donation page. Okay, great. Well, we want to do that. Um, is there anything else you want to share, Nicole? Did we miss anything? And we covered a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I would just say that, you know, the, we believe that the resources we provide to women could mean one less sexual encounter performed for basic survival. So we're there for the women um, offering, you know, obviously tangible assistance, whether that's utility bills or daycare payments or uh, wherever the situation is, groceries, school supplies for the kids. Um, but we also are there to meet a spiritual need as well. So yeah. um, we've been positioned in, in such a great, um, in such a great way. Uh, and it's just been God ordained. Um, there's no other way to explain it. The favor of God has just gone, you know, gone, he's gone before us and um, positioned us in such a way where we have such great rapport with this community that yeah. uh, they're trusting us. They're inviting us into their lives and we're just, we're just so excited. I know it. God bless you for the work you've done and continue to bless and multiply everything that you're doing. We love you so much, Nicole. Love you guys too. <laughs> Thank you so much for this Thank interview. You. And again, um, if you'd like to give, uh, reach out and do something because I'm telling you, uh, the courage and the, the, uh, determination that Nicole has and her team to reach, uh, hurting women and, and some children, um, uh, is remarkable really, especially at her age and what she's done so far, um, on being only 29 years old. I just think it's remarkable. We look forward to our next podcast, and um, until then, we will be praying for you and believe in God that anything that he's put in your heart, you can do it. Sometimes it's just starting out small like Nicole did. She just took some little Christmas gifts to five of the strip clubs and gave out just Dollar General 
gifts. And that's how they started this, this ministry that has grown such in, in such tremendous ways. But I encourage you do something uh, that God's put in your heart to do. Even if it seems small, start and start today. God bless you. Well, thank you for tuning in today to uh, this podcast. We have another one coming up. In fact, it's every other week, the first and third Friday. Hopefully this has spoken to you. If you would like to, we have a magazine. It's called Grace and Faith Journal, and it comes out once a quarter, and we'd love to send that to you. It has interesting articles, and then it tells what we're doing at Horton Ministries International to help people and to minister people around the world. If you want to email us at office at scarlethorton.com, then you can uh, give us your address. We can send you our Grace and Faith magazine. And if you're in Tampa, Florida, come see us at Grace Harvest Church. We passed our local church here. Uh, but we mainly want to pray for you uh, and encourage you. So, uh, again, if you need prayer, email us for prayer. We'd love to do that. And uh, tune in next time. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.